you're watching Fine and Dandy. Cheers. Hi, my name's Cameron, and you need to check out the Fine and Dandy podcast. You are now watching Fine and Dandy. Watch the Fine and Dandy podcast. Good shit. Hey, what's up? We're Solway, and you're watching, watching Fine, Fine and Dandy. Dandy. Hey, everyone. It's your boy, Blacasso, and you're tuning in with Fine and Dandy. You are now watching Fine and Dandy! Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fine and Dandy. This is your hosts, Joshua and Daniel. We have another beautiful guest on today's episode. Chris Mitchell, everybody. Howdy, how we doing? How we doing? What is the uh? What's the shout? Out, what's the the name for the fitness? Name brand, Overcomers Fitness. Overcomers Fitness in the building. Shout it! Shout out Overcomers Fitness. Follow them on Instagram. We're gonna put the link in the bio. We're gonna get into that also. Like, Thank you guys. We are gonna get me. into that. Um, but it's good to have uh Chris back. We haven't hung out with him in a while. It's been a long time since we chatted. So has been a has been a. How is your daughter doing? She's doing good, man. She's uh, five going on 25. I just told somebody that. that <laughs> you know, instead of 15, uh, you know, she's a Taurus, man. The highness that she carry around is turning. The yeah. She gives me a <laughs> She gives her mom help. Keeps you working. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. But that's my best friend. Hell, yeah, dude. So, just quick note. Just talk a little louder. Like, oh, you're getting gotcha. picked up for the most part, but just a little bit so that way we're getting everything we don't want to miss anything or cut out. Gotcha. How's it sound? Sound good? Nah, yeah, you're good, man. Cool. That's all good from here. But, yeah, that's good to hear, man. Especially, like, I'm sure it feels like five going on 25. Yeah, man. It does. Like, grow up fast. Man, I already felt old before she got here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And now it, time does not slow down at it's all. It's flying, just up. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. That's what, they, that's what parents always say is, like, damn, dude, where's the time? Because it's, like, not even your life anymore. It's their life, so you're watching both kind of go by. It's yeah. Double but time, right? Yeah. Without getting into it too early, that is one thing I wanted to talk to you about is, is that transition from, like, being somebody's child to being somebody's dad to mm -hmm. from being a child to being a parent type shit. Mm -hmm. It's like, can you talk about a little bit, like, what that transition was like for you? Because I think more than a lot of people I know, you have handled that transition pretty fucking well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you <laughs> obviously have your own transgressions in your head and shit like it. that, but go. Yeah. go ahead. Sorry. So, man, I, I tell people all the time, I'm glad you said that. Um, I'm glad that I had her young enough to still be in touch with my childhood mind, my inner mm -hmm. child, so that I wouldn't be so out of touch. I feel like people who have kids at like 30, 35, you're in a whole different generation in space. Right, child is, and even now the gap is is pretty big. The way that he's growing up is not at all how we grew. Not saying white memory, right? You know, so with her, man, you know, my dad, it was three boys. Um, he had his foot up my ass. You know, I'm rough, but I appreciated him because the more that I grew up, there's a lot that I understood. Him. And having her, I had to like, no, I can't, I can't be the way he was. Her at all, I got to be soft. You know what I'm saying, and um, just knowing there were some of the ways that I felt as far as dealing with my dad, like we have a great relationship now, but like growing up, went through some, some pivotal times and, uh, it was a lot of times where, you know, I felt like I couldn't talk to him. And if I felt like my, if I knew that my daughter felt that way towards me, uh, right. it would eat me up. It would crush me. Right. That's always on a back burner. Anytime that I do, I never, I don't yell at her, you know, I don't spend 
we're grown. I'll never hit her with the I'm the parent. You know, you're gonna listen. We'll talk about how we feel. You know what I'm saying? Crazy thing is the other day, um, <laughs> she got in trouble at school, but she explained to me her reasoning, and of course, I'm like, made sense. Coming from well, what's the problem, man? <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> but no, you know, we can't do that. So, um, is that a tough thing though? You know, sometimes having to separate that because you're you're like you're man, right, you but I can't let yeah. you. And yeah. then like she's a girl, man. You know what I'm saying? She's precious. Everything she does is adorable. Got my face. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it, it's tough. But one thing I, I think I will battle with, I'm going to have to work on is maintain that boundary between being her friend and being her dad, man. There's some times where she's really going to try me and I'm going to put foot down, Yeah, you know, and I'm not ready for that. <laughs> like yeah, whenever no. you get that first, I hate you, dad. Because, mm-hmm, I mean, it, it is going to happen. Yeah. It's not like there's going to be some beautiful path of having a relationship with your daughter to where you can avoid that it is like in any parental to child relationship there is that level of rebellion even if you have all of the boxes checked you know what i mean it's learning independence you know and it's tough because you got to find that balance though you know where it's you're letting them be independent but also you got to set like values morals and you're supposed to be the guide to let them know like Kind of set them down a path, mm-hmm. not like necessarily, you know, this is what you're supposed to do, but pretty de- damn near, you know. Yeah, but and also then, like, give them like, yeah, give them that guide a little. Mm-hmm. Bit. And then like with her, you know, I'm gonna be her first impression. Of mm-hmm. I really you're <laughs> walk correct. You know? And yeah. on the front lines. <laughs> walk correct, man, yeah. All my dads are here, especially with daughters, man. Real shout out to the uh, daughter dads. <laughs> Girl dads are the best. Would you say so? Something that like kind of thought about while you were explaining that whenever you're talking about like that balance um between trying to guide them and also trying to have like a safety net for them should they fall in those moments would you say that it's kind of more difficult to walk that line after covid like after something that has kind of made society like much more protective of like yourself your family like not so like outgoing and like trying to like, like, I guess the first thought on my mind is, is like, is a normal five-year-old in today's world getting to play at the park with other kids? Like, we, oh, yeah. you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. is has there been like a shift? Is kind of what I'm at, where I'm at. Nah, as far as you know, when we went through COVID, Anna was <laughs> two, three years old. So now we're getting out. Me and also my daughter's naturally, mm. and uh, I used to take her to the play space all the time. And every single attraction that got there, she makes me go inside with her. Like, girl, you got to play with the kids. And she's like, I just want you to come with me. You know, <laughs> the kids will come and try to talk to her. And she'll be like, Daddy, I'm shy. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to talk to them. And we'll walk out. And she'll be like, No, I don't want to talk to them. All right, you wouldn't talk to anybody. We'll both be shy today. That's fine. <laughs> you know, but um, no, the, for, for us, it was, it was pretty smooth. And I think for me, trying to get her out there and boost Yeah. Better in soccer this year. And um, also. Like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, watching her come out of her little show is nice. That's ideal because, I mean, hard to know how to help someone out of their show and to be kind of watch them do it themselves is beautiful. So, what's that uh, balance like? You know, between, as you said, you know, she's got multiple things that she's doing right now, and then, you know, with work. And any other activities that you're trying to balance outside of that, you know, on personal life? 
they become hard sometimes. <laughs> yeah, when is it not? Just <laughs> as of now, recently, you know, my work life balance of major shit. Uh, but just prior to this, I was working in the nine, um, doing on the north. I had, use, I had Tuesdays and Thursdays off, but on those days, I'm going to go teach my classes. Um, the days that I do work, I'm getting up early to train dance. Late night, I would try and make that happen, but I'm stretch. I would stretch myself. Schedule I have now, Monday through Friday, I got to work at 6 a.m. Get uh, I couldn't. Yeah. Still get to go and teach my classes Tuesday and Thursday evening. Now I just have to get used to that time. I have never had a week whole adult. Bro. You know, military and just, you know, working, you know, working like I, I've had to work. Just the jobs yeah. that you've had, just it's always been weekend work. Type weekend shit. work, yeah. yeah. And um, I spent a lot of time before I, I ran into this, like, overthinking, like, man, is this really it? Because I've, I've been working, especially since my goal was to be in a place like this or be working for myself by the end of the year. You know? Um, And is, is it? You know, I've had a lot of, a lot of, uh, false hope you know yeah. what i'm saying with certain things and letdowns but at the end like it makes this shit way more i'll yeah. say that's like a pivotal part of life like an important <coughs> lesson that I, like most of us learn I, in a weird way is like whenever you have these opportunities and they always sound good or like something that's like this is going to be a good moment for me and then it falls through which i'm sure a lot of people can you know relate to because it's just like you're like this is something that's going to really change things or you know this is something that i'm looking forward to going into doesn't always work out the way that you want to but you know you learn from it and if it, like i feel like at the end of the day that makes you stronger too oh yeah you're like okay you know and also more aware you're able to kind of you know uh sift out the things that maybe aren't going to work for you or something that seems similar to what happened before you're like i don't know if that's going to be good for me now so now well, more so i think what it what it gives you perspective gives oh, yeah. you the availability to side of yeah. But once you get put in those shoes, you now are in them. You get to tell the story of them. And as you were saying, is, is that, like, there were points where you were spreading yourself too thin. And in those moments, it's hard to, like, even see that. It's hard to even recognize, damn, I'm doing too much right now. It's easy to be like, fuck, like, shit, I got another class. <laughs> I got to do that shit. Or sometimes you're like, I am, but I, I got to do what I'll do. You right. know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll say this. I tell people all the time. <coughs> I feel like the military skewer my perception of mm. I've always had been uh unreasonably optimistic push through. But in the military uh leadership that I served under, I mean it was through I mean you you <laughs> you not hurt. I remember one time I had an anchor chain that was about six pounds. Fell on my foot broken in three right. I'm laying in the uh in our little Fuck. in our little <laughs> ward that we had before they fly me back to Camp Lejeune. My chief walks in that motherfucker. He knows exactly what happened to me. Slaps me right on my foot. He's like, shit ain't hurt, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you were an asshole, dog. But like shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Like you, it's your mental for yeah, sure. Yeah, nah, for real. I mean, that yeah. is that pain is a mental mentality, and you can choose not to think think about it or mm -hmm. tap into it type thing. It's like the fucking Rambo movie whenever he's just sitting on the fucking wall, yeah. not talking. Like I mean, 
shit. But you get to a certain point. You're not <laughs> feeling this but shit no more. They kind of got to train you on that sometimes. Because depending, yeah. like, if you want to further your career and, you know, whatever the case may be in the military. Like, some of this, you might end up in a situation where it's like, you think this is bad, motherfucker. Yeah, nah. It could be worse. No, yeah, that's, he was probably hitting your foot to find out if you were going to be a SEAL or not. <laughs> yeah, look, that's the saying we used to say, you know, uh, embrace the suck. Welcome to the suck. You got to love this shit. There's a Jocko Willing used to say, uh, it's it's the same it's like concept, but it's just it's good. Like, oh, you didn't go your way today. Good. Now you get to push through the shit that you had to push through. To be better. Yeah. Oh, your car didn't start today. Good. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that David Coggins is an animal. Though. I look at my shoes for thirty minutes in the morning before I put the motherfuckers on. <laughs> yeah, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, David Goggins is a, a a different animal. That guy's mental is a whole different uh, ball game. How old were you though uh, when you went into the military? I was eighteen. 18 so straight out of high school, you were like, what uh, what led to that decision? Was it just like at that point you were just like I I might as well? Was it the benefits or? Uh, my pop served in the Navy. Um, shout out to him. Um, shout out yeah. Pop. <laughs> um. And yeah, uh, he 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 told me a lot about it, and definitely encouraged me to go. And once I saw the benefit, what it could, I actually wanted to be an officer. It was not on straight, and um, I actually joined to be an air traffic controller. Right, um, that was what my original job was supposed to be. So I went to uh, boot camp in Chicago, Great Lakes, Illinois. That was about seven weeks, and then. Went Pensacola, where my high school thing they don't tell you about that job. One in the civilian world, air traffic controllers have the highest uh, suicide. Extremely, I mean, you know, you're controlling at a major airport, thousands of carrying hundreds of thousands, hundreds of, of thousands of people in yeah. there. You know, so very very stressful job. Um, I was doing that, picking a job with aspirations of being a seal, like you talked about earlier. That's really too. And um, before I joined, I mean, I was really gung ho with it. I was running five to six, all type of calisthenics, watching YouTube videos of camping buds all the time. You know, trying to prepare my mind for that. Um, <clears throat> get to that A school, man. So air traffic controllers have to know everything about the weather. <laughs> they have to know everything about traffic and I am the traffic. Um, the engineering it's, behind it. Yeah, shit. it's so much. So, like, and it's very, very condensed. That school is about four months long, and you're probably going college course, two years material. So, we're taking two. And, like you said, in multiple different facets of mm-hmm. material. It's not just engineering, mm-hmm. it's not just like the weather, like constructs and things like that. It's all of it all, all at once. So, like, if you guys, you know, watch the news coming up, that, that Doppler reading that you see comes across when it. All of that shit means something. Learn what how to read that. What you know? each <laughs> thing yeah. means, yeah. yeah. Everyone's yeah. just like, who gives a fuck about <laughs> yeah, that? Exactly. Like, yeah. I have like, to know what that means. That could save your life, yeah, motherfucker. Literally. Hey, was that one A or B? It's like, motherfucker, you're not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, man, I got into that school. My birthday is around Memorial Day. <laughs> right before Memorial Day, we two to bomb both. Uh, I get sent to the admin office and your rate we're gonna ship that deployed already and you're gonna be uh as a deck seaman so deck seaman in the navy 
Um, you work <laughs> under <laughs> you work uh you work under the bus of mates, which is the oldest rate in the navy. And you're the hardest working rate in the navy. Mm. Um, especially on the type of boat that I was on, which is amphib. Uh, we carry marines were known for you know transporting them where they gotta go. We're able to ballast and sink in the water and take in more, so we can take in. Uh, LCU's on up. You guys seen Saving Private Ryan, right? It's an amphibious craft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, yeah. Yeah. Is, uh, it a, what, is it an animal? Is it, is a, it a, is like a submarine? Is an amphibious craft? A fucking, submarine, technically. Is so it like, a boat shaped like a frog? <laughs> or like, what are we talking about here, dude? <laughs> so, have y'all seen Saving Private Ryan? Yes. The, de- the boats that they were coming up on shore, those are LCU crafts, right? Uh, so, those are amphibious crafts? That's one of them. I'm okay. gonna look up another one for you. It's called the LCU. Where would help if we had the t- <laughs> amphibious craft? Pull it up. Um, but we Fucking also take frog. in tanks in the too. Future, though. So that was like one of the scariest ever watched because Marines would be stuffed twenty. They drive off the ramp of the ship and drop straight into the water and will sink under for a little. like. <laughs> and is there any of that like? Once you're on the water and you're like, well, we can't go back. And you're like, oh, yeah. we're days away, if not weeks away from our destination type shit. Is there not moments where you're thinking about it like, I yo, was, I could fucking die at any fucking moment right now. <laughs> I was just going to get into that. So, like, my first, um, my first moment that I really, this is it. Oh, yeah, okay, that's like, like the fucking, that's like the boats in Call of Duty. We can fit three of the motherfuckers inside of our well did. Um but yeah, I remember so uh they tell me that they're sending me to my ship, send me out to Virginia, like wait at a spot they were gonna fly. I remember they reported somewhere and one of the airports they were gonna fly me to was at time instant bull had like a mass shoot 200 there like the Jesus. day two or three days before i was supposed to fly there <laughs> um so <laughs> yeah so waited another month um i ended up meeting my ship in agree u.s naval our joint base out there um spent the night there my boat comes out my this little small boat comes out there to come pick me up to come bring me to the ship right i remember i'm I'm close to us. Wait, say that one more time. Who you pick up? Oh, gotcha. His name is Sandoval, uh, a really, really good friend of mine from El Paso. Short motherfucker. Shout out um, Sandoval. Shout out Sandoval. <laughs> uh, he, uh, <laughs> he looks me dead in my face. He's like, you ever been to hell before? And I'm <laughs> like, no. <laughs> he is like, this something like it. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Get in the boat, man, and we're leaving the shore. And I remember, you know, taking pictures of the coastline and texting all my family, like, and I won't. I don't, I'll, I don't know when y'all. And I'm watching the sand get smaller, and then the fucking metal rust bucket is out in the distance again. Here, climb up on there, and I'm just looking. Buddy, everybody looked tired, greasy. Just <laughs> I'm like, here, man. So it took me about a week, week and a half to get acclimated to everything. Here, I'm gonna make. And that adjustment process, like. Where does your mind go first? You know, because I mean, like, I feel like it's easy to say the the damn I want to go back home, but like 
once you accept the fact that you're in that bitch, like, yeah. where does your mind go to kind of get through that bitch? Because obviously, want to be doing it's it's gonna it's the thing that she is gonna get you to where yeah. you want to be. But like, there's got to be a point in your, in your mind. It's like I don't want to be doing this forever, but I have to do this shit. <laughs> Man, I'll say this. <laughs> Being in the military was probably just like the funniest time I watched this shit. That and the camaraderie, but like there was something ridiculous fucking happening every day. Not like I mean, yeah, crazy, but like funny, ridiculous. Somebody doing some dumbass shit, getting in trouble for something, or just you're just your everyday bullshit. People walk around and the saying is like, You can't make this shit. True, you couldn't write this anymore. <laughs> Have you I thought have, about writing a script about it? <laughs> I have, I have countless stories. Here, about later. I gotta, I'll tell y'all why I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about uh, that. Not even my fault, but you know, <laughs> wow. But uh, yeah, man, laughter and um, just the friendship about us too. There was some tough, but um, for me, fitness was. I leaned. always been was something that i that i kind of glossed over that i was kind of intrigued by was is that you said that you failed a couple tests and that's when they sent you out there <laughs> is there a situation where you don't get sent to that thing if you pass the test or was it kind of a selective thing where like even if you pass it a certain amount of people were still going to go type shit everything is like neat they've got certain billets written out so I could have passed and still been, well, I wouldn't have been sent to that ship because technically that ship didn't have the capability. I would have had to go to the carrier or a short. So I could have been out to sea still, but it would have been on a much platform. So the tests were like for the job, and if you would have passed them, then they would have had to place you somewhere that that job was available. Okay, that makes sense. I was going to say, though, like the injury, I know like you were talking about like how fitness helped you out. Was that injury during that period of time or oh, was yeah. that like was that before or after this like what was the timeline of that my thing? injury that i just had is two very very this is i'm still overcoming it so you had gone through the like like overcomers, overcomers. <laughs> <laughs> in the uh navy so you basically kind of went to fitness during the navy mm-hmm. that helped you kind of like get your mind right folks came out of the navy so how long ago how long have you been out of the navy been out of the navy for Going on four. So you did your four, and then you came. Okay. And uh, like two years ago, like two years after, uh, can you kind of tell us like With how you got? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So uh, I was working for a local furniture store out here, um, uh, driving trucks for them. And uh, one day, <laughs> we go to an old money house in Friendswood that has a really unorthodox build. Got two staircases that meet in the other house and one in the back of the house. Makes a 90-degree angle to the left and then another 90 And the set that we were delivering to them was about... I'm envisioning that in my head. It looks that doesn't crazy. make any doesn't fucking make sense. Any sense, right? <laughs> First of all, carrying anything at a 90-degree yeah. angle, because then you got to make it this... Sh- it's not a curve, so at you got to fucking... Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's difficult. Yeah, so yeah. the the set that we had uh, called the Forge Furniture set is literally like the heaviest set that the store. And um, Great. it's like at the worst, tw- at the worst place. Twenty pieces, and it's the last stop of the day. I'm like, I could have understood just if you gave it to me the first stop of the day, but it's the last <laughs> stop. We're tired as hell. Summertime, beat yeah, beat up. So get there, and to be honest with you, man, I should have told the customer. 
no, I can't do that. Me being me, uh, it's like if I can't do Last job of the day. Yeah. I don't want to have to do this shit tomorrow. Exactly. That exactly. naval mindset. Exactly. Yeah, literally. I don't feel paid. <laughs> yeah. So me and my partner, man, tough young kid, built like I was, you know what I'm saying, at the time. Um, we getting the last few pieces of this eight by eight. I'm at the bottom trying to push that bitch up and stop trying to flip fell back and I pop my neck right. Oh my shit! Yeah, mm. so my adrenaline was finished. The rest of the, I go back to work the next day. I can't. God, right? I tell my boss, I'm like, <clears throat> I'm hurt, but I don't know how bad it is. Working through, telling nobody, but all right, like, careful. So every day I wake up in the morning, touch my neck like this, and it'll pop from the top of the back of my. Head. Is that like a tingly feeling? Was that not yeah, kind of yeah, kind of do that. No, it was like it felt ridiculous, but like <laughs> the sensation from when I got hurt, it felt like my. Oh, you know, so that was like, like yeah, shit. and then like it felt like somebody had like a hot, hot ass plate. Just sit. The pain was like a fifteen out of ten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, breaking the meters. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit, for real. So, I remember um, I worked on that injury for forty five days, man. I remember like a couple of. My my coworkers would just come and watch me like load my truck. I'm, I would like load some shit and be like, person and I keep going. And telling me yeah. that you were still working yeah. after that. And shit. they were just was... looking at me and they're like, "Fuck is wrong with you?" And I'm like, "I I can't, bro. Like I, I cannot." This shit costs a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so man, one day did that self adjustment and got out through all my. Shit. And I was like, "Yep, <laughs> I I can't." So I went to a chiropractor to try and get an adjustment. They're like, we can't adjust you without exam. X-rayed me, and they're like, uh, your vertebrae is crushed. And that's pretty fucking. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so could you define yeah. crushed? So, <laughs> yeah, like, can you define? I want to like, how bad are we talking? So well, I I told my parents about it, and my dad, um, he actually had surgery on his neck, um, for an issue that was similar to mine, but it was age, you know. Here. He's like, go to my orthopedist and uh, go get a second opinion, right? So I go there, go get an MRI, and um, I comes back, and I remember when I get to the doctor's office, <laughs> sitting to the side of him, and he walks, and you know, the vibe is fucked off when a doctor just walks in and looks. <laughs> like, don't say shit for a like, second. If it was good, <laughs> they'd be like, oh, I got some great news for you, and sir. The thing is, like, like, oh, I gotta think about how I'm gonna fucking yeah. make it to him. <laughs> Holy like, shit. Uh, um, <laughs> never walk again. Yeah. So, like, I remember I'm sitting there, you know, trying to hype myself up, saying, you know, hopefully they tell me I, I need therapy six weeks and next month. Comes in there and he's like, are you in any pain right now? Not at the moment. See it over there. Like, you have an extremely interesting case. I'm like, right? That's okay. a terrible <laughs> thing to hear. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the worst yeah. thing to fucking hear. Yeah. yeah I, That's like the second worst thing to hear. The first worst thing to hear is his. Would you mind if we bring a group of doctors in the room, actually? Because this is such a special case. This is a teachable moment. <laughs> like, that means it doesn't have a solution. <laughs> yeah, you're like, fuck. Yeah, bro. So. I guess we can be a fucking study group right now, asshole. <laughs> like, trying to smile. You're like, ah. All right, I'm sorry. No, you're you're I was like, all right. So he's like, so, um, between your C3 and C4, we're both discs, 
crushing your skin. Wait, yes. say that one more time. Sorry, just like oh. not, yeah, I just want to make sure it gets you to C three and C three C four and cervical Better disc side. in my spine or crush my spinal cord. Your spinal canal that holds your spinal cord is typically fifteen to seventeen millimeters wide. Mine is shrunk down to five. So, so you're almost paralyzed? Basically, so he size. was like, if you were to have getting a car wreck, fall down, even step off a curb wrong and jerk your neck, you're at risk of being a quadriplegic, having to breathe off a ventilator for the rest. Holy no. fucking shit. Yeah. Oh, so, man. And you Full, t- paralysis Full paralysis and be able to... Uh, Eventually. Wait, how does, how does that work? Like, the breathe off a ventilator. Because your lungs how, wouldn't... How oh. high up it is, yeah. Because it's, like, the connection to the brain. So, the thing is, when Holy I, I had shit. my MRI, that was, like, the first time I, like, laid straight on my back. I mean, that's a flat-ass surface, and that's another thing. Like, in the Navy, I've been in a lot of tight-ass spaces, bullshit or whatever. I had a fucking panic attack from, like, being claustrophobic. Well, I had so in much on my office? But in, during my MRI, because, like, you're inside that tube, oh, and yeah. it's like a, a casket, bro, and I fucked around and opened my eyes up. I was in there. It's now, scary. I've had a couple yeah. MRIs because yeah. I've been in, like, seven major car accidents. Mm-hmm. But that, 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 there is a certain point of an MRI where you – no, you have nothing to worry about for like this portion of it, but it's still fucking scary. Yeah. You low-key feel like you got abducted by an alien, and they're doing like fucking. Te- you're like <laughs> that, and you're also like, oh. it's loud as shit. That's what I'm saying. Loud as fuck. You can kind of feel the heat a little bit in there. It's like, oh fuck. I don't know what? if I have like big ears to wear, like or you just do? like big ear canals. Yeah. Fuck you. I'm sorry. Uh, but for some reason, like the normal like earplugs that they have at doctors' office, they're always too small. For me, is it the foam ones? It's like the foam ones. Yeah, well, yeah. those suck. Those they are they never suck good. and they don't do anything and they, they don't. don't even really fit. So no, I'm they, you have to like push loud. Like, those are actually loud, fuck you loud. up. Sorry, this is off topic, but they fu- <laughs> just to everyone out there, if you don't, don't say actually, I'm, uh, I'm in this field now. <laughs> don't, no, don't cheap out on the fucking shitty ones because they just push the shit in your ear further in the wax. The wa- yeah, and then they don't really even do shit. Just buy a twenty dollar pair of headphones. They're just as like they're way better. They block out everything, and you'd still hear the sound pretty well. No, no, like no, earplugs. Ear in ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That way you don't fuck up. You're saying Sorry, the $20 quick. ones, not the cheapo ones. That's yeah, yeah. They're 20 to 60. You'll not get cheap. pretty good headphones. Or he- earbuds. I'm sorry. Earbuds. Because I'm thinking, no, when you say earbuds. headphones, I'm like, I'm like earmuffs? I mean, yeah, I kept saying ear, like earbuds. Earbuds. The in-ears. Because if you, those those ones that you just stick in there, they don't do shit, really. They block out the sound completely. You're not hearing. You're just not hearing anything. Right. And they're pushing shit further than you. So you could potentially fuck up your ears. Fun fact, sorry. <laughs> Fun fact, don't fuck up your ears. All right, uh, back to MRIs. <laughs> so, like, me laying on that flat-ass surface, I could feel the disc, like, blocking some of my airway. Like, it was giving me a hard time breathing. And um, so, yeah, he tells me that, and he's like, I'm like, how the fuck? Send you to a neurosurgeon, and uh, they're going to hold you for surgery, essentially. So I go to a neurosurgeon, same surgeon that worked on my dad, and um, he's like, so basically, <coughs> because it's so risky to go through the back of your neck, we're gonna have to go through the. Hey, gonna, what? Yeah. yeah. Through your neck? Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, it's right here. Uh, I learned that on house actually. You have a lot more of uh availability for the doctor to work with on the actual nerves through the front. 
So how do they if do they that? Op- basically, they just make an incision. Open it to it. Th- uh, yeah, he'll yeah. probably have yeah. 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 I but saw like, someone else talk about this shit. Well, the doctor was probably like, hey, this is what you're... I'm sorry, but this, this is, is your specific case. Yeah, exactly. Yes. All right. <laughs> so Fuck like, you. Um, basically, uh, like you said, make an incision in your neck. We're going to uh, gonna open, uh, separate your esophagus in your windpipe, take the damaged disc out of your neck, either put a cadaver bone, which is a dead person's bone, or a steel plate in, and then staple my spine back together i was supposed to have about six to eight weeks downtime and they would have to uh i think the screw fall out and i was supposed to work itself out yeah so um damn that would be cool if they gave you the cadaver one then because then you know you'd be like kind of like a zombie yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's what i was thinking (laughs) so uh (laughs) you know when when i got hurt i i told my job you know hey um I finally told him I was hurt. They walked me through the whole workman's comp thing. And um, can I get one more? T- yeah, can I get one more too, please, <laughs> sir? <laughs> they, uh. Wait, is this. That one's for you. Never heard me. Who are you? Waiter. No, I'm just kidding. We love Cole. We love Cole. Where's our beer, bitch? <laughs> we love Cole. I just wanted to say that. Thank you, Cole, brother. we love you. So they uh they work walked me through the workman's comp thing, um, sit me down with the workman's comp adjuster and all that. Was that know. not as a weed smoker? Was that not like a awkward conversation? You're like, oh, no, I no. know I'm gonna have to take a drug test. I, right? I did. But that, <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, you didn't have to take a drug test. They're based in Colorado and also. Oh shit! Let's yeah. go. Uh, and then also because of how f- yeah, like I was good with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I was. Okay, that makes sense. Because I did hear like about uh, nationwide companies that don't drug test on workers' comps mm-hmm. because of like state some states. Yeah. Well, not even some at this point. Most states have it legalized to a, a decriminalized position. Yeah. So whenever I every time I got hurt on the job, I would never talk about it. Because I mean, I was like, I'm not taking a drug test. I'm gonna have to take a drug test in Texas. To get hurt on the job. Uh, and, and I guess if it's a Texas-based yeah, company. Yeah, but I think his company was probably like you work oh, hard. It was a Colorado-based company. Oh fuck! Yeah. <laughs> that's all. That, that's why I was asking that because I've always had that nervousness in the back of my head of like I can't. I, even if I get hurt on the job, I can't mention it. If I mention it, then I'm fucking gonna have to e- either take a drug test that jeopardizes my job or fucking <laughs> not get any treatment from this and lose my job. <laughs> yeah. Damn. So, got working Scott. So like. Oh no, that I didn't. So Wait. they just briefed him on it. So it was also my phone. Oh, that was on mine. Well, I guess that'll be in the video. Apologies, real quick, uh, you guys, to the the pop up on my phone. I didn't charge my phone properly. We'll have to. Probably won't cut that out, but you guys, I love you guys. Thank you for uh, being you, and uh, thank you once again, Cole, for being the best. So, there's that. But So, you didn't get Workman's Comp. Did not, so they walked me through that whole process. and um, That's fucked up. I'm like, all right, you know, cool. I, I can kind of relax a little bit. And then <clears throat> two weeks later, I get a call from another insurance 
telling me that my claim was denied because I filed the institution 30 days ago. Yo, like, did they brief you on that beforehand? I feel like that's a lawsuit. Oh. Yeah, but I feel like that's a lawsuit because they have to, like, did you sign any papers and stuff? Like, did they, let like, let you know? Do you know? I I signed, I mean, well, I signed on both sides. Like, I signed a workman's comp thing, and then I'm pretty sure, you know, during my hiring process, signing some, something yeah. that had that in there. That's fucked up. But, um, and I, I'm going to get the law. <laughs> and that's why, like, I haven't, I won't say that. But, um, yeah, so that happens, and then they try to guarantee me a position inside a company that would, like, work with my limits physically, and that ends up. And that's <clears throat> fucked up. It is fucked up. Uh, went through a few life changes, some some difficult moments. America. And, um, I end up uh, moving in with a friend of mine, and um, I went to go work at LA Fitness, and I met a trainer there, uh, a good friend of mine. And uh, shout out Jay, shout out the homie who let you Jay. move in with them too. Honestly, yeah, real. Uh, he's an army vet. He um trains people now because he's bored. And whenever I met him, I told him about my injury. He's like, look, man. Don't get that surgery. I've herniated three discs in my back, and I've been powerlifting. For I was 25. <clears throat> he was like, he'll never be the same. Put together a program for me. All my workouts were on my shoulders, traps, back, back up. Back. And uh, before the injury happened, I was 185, like 7%. I was... Ridiculous in there, <laughs> in there, you know, all American 100% <laughs> beef. He was Wendy's, yeah. And then, um, I end up, I wasn't there, up, um, <clears throat> I end up, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> give me your shit right now. I bet I end up losing about 30 to 40 pounds, man. I got pretty skinny, and uh, getting back in the gym. The hardest part, uh, the hardest part was the mental you know, aspect. You know what I'm saying? Wait, so quick question. Go ahead. So you you were saying like you didn't get the surgery, right? So it was all like physical therapy, basically, that brought you back. Self-taught physical therapy. Dude, that's really crazy because the doctor's like, you could step wrong. You're paralyzed. You're like, I'm gonna self-teach myself. I'll figure it yeah. out. Yeah. You did, and I think that's that's that Navy shit. It's a portion of it, but I mean, it, it's it's a little deeper than that because don't don't kids don't go do that. to the Navy. They'll help you. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that. Oh, but damn. So like, basically, you just kind of work through that, and like, you're self-adjusted. Yeah. So I end up, you know, the mental. The mental part, like I said, was the hardest part, man. I used to feel like I had a second gear when most people would get tired, especially in the gym, just be able to push through. I lost it. And I would get in the gym and try to find that, and it was like, I'm never going to find where that is. not going to be the same. Fuck it. I'm not the same. Kept going, kept going, and I, I kept getting stronger, man. And then over time, I knew that I was improving because I'm getting stronger. I'm starting to get bigger. And I scheduled with my doctor over of and I remember I walk in there and uh, <laughs> my excuse my without surgery. So like that. <laughs> I was like, I mean, there's no way that I was my daughter's soccer and active, and I'm not gonna be able to run around with her. I'm not gonna be 
I still want to, I want to be 40, 50, 60 years old and be able to run a No way that my life is going to prime. I, and I told people right before that happened, like, I'm going to get in the best have one prime. Why the fuck would you waste it? God gave you one. You know what I'm saying? And um, wanted to take full. You just sit there and face that being taken away from me. Isn't that crazy though? I but was I having mean, this conversation the other day, just real quick. It's yeah. just that the like medical system, like doctors, they like half the time they just don't know. Oh mm-hmm. no, yeah, I was. They're like, how did you do that? That's fuck crazy. What a doctor like, gotta say. I think you <laughs> were having, what a doctor I think you were having that conversation with me because I was talking to you about some shit that I've seen. Like I would never been in the medical field before the job that I have, and in the job that I have, it really woke me up to a. Not even really in like the physical therapy side of life or even the biology side. I'm j- I'm just working with people's teeth, and even that. And even that, and it, it even even as simple as somebody's just like one target area of like it's the mouth, you know what I mean? Like this, we got a bunch of different parts parts of our body, but this is just one part. Even just that one part, I'm seeing a bunch of people cut corners. And it's like, God damn. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up though. Yeah. These get degrees, baby. <laughs> But additionally, the in the medical field, there's also the realistic viewpoint that the degree is just the information. You still have to apply it. You still have to have experience, like from person to person, to be able to have your patient trust you, and what you're saying is actually true. Like that takes a like a skill of being personable with a person. So if you, even if you have like the greatest medical mind in the world, if you can't apply that towards a case, then it doesn't really fucking mean anything. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, you overcame it. Uh, well, this I was gonna elaborate a little bit. Um, <laughs> basically, this that the this that we're wait, like what? Disintegrated so, yeah. the, as so if the wait, human torch. Can you can you go over that one? You said blue fire what, what disintegrated. The disc. Let's so see the three and four. The disc that was connecting the two. So the disc, like, okay, can you explain that? So, like, they broke apart. So there's a disc between, like, your neck and each. So your vertebrae, yeah, yeah, there's, like, a little disc that's in between each one and the cartilage. Those are the, yeah. uh, It's all your nerves and livelihood. (laughs) Essentially, the disc. So you lost some nerves. Yeah, so, like, I went through, like, I lost some grip strength. Like, shit would just fall out of my hand. I still hot, cold. I was driving at AFW. <laughs> when I was driving there, uh, made a, like, three-hour trip to Louisiana one time, and my foot was shaking so fucking bad on the gas that I had to keep my elbow down on my knee. To get Damn. That's how bad, like, my... Are they uh, better now? Yeah. Uh, the only real pain I experience, I get, like, pressure headaches every now and again. I still pop my neck when I feel like a Batman. I was during some change ago. Did the doctor, like, like kind of... Oh, so he gave me, so he's like, you're, you're uh, now expanding. 
Twitter, you don't play content. Just a little louder, <laughs> closer. <laughs> just a little honestly, louder, closer. Yeah. Like, honestly, whenever you said some shit about like I can't even step off a curb wrong, it's like motherfucker, I just saw you in a goddamn cage. Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about? Yeah. Can't yeah. step off a fucking curb. <laughs> trains with MMA. It's mostly right? I box. Well, I've been getting rocked a lot. Yeah, I box, I box every Tuesday and Thursday. But like. I'm right, we're going to have a conversation <laughs> off fucking air. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? Why am I asked to lose, Chris? Therapy shit? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, the... Got you. Mm-hmm. The government. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, but you're risking it, so that's dope as shit. Yeah. Hey, you're still pushing. Yeah. 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 Maybe you should be a pussy yeah. today. Yeah. You know, it's crazy as fuck. You know, people, when I, especially the people that are, you know, close to me, that crazy. <laughs> you're fucking insane. My I'm one of those people now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but like, if I was before, getting all the information. If I wasn't before, now I have a different Christmas you know? card for you. <laughs> so like, the craziness and the unrealistic optimism is got me over this first place. Well, so that's something I was gonna touch on. Is is that like, I I guess I think I said it before the pod started, but um. Do you think about how so before I before I ask this, I kinda wanna like kinda ask a preliminary question is like going into the military, did you think that being in the military was going to give your life direction? And if if so you say yes, but so then my my following question would be, is it not wild that the direction your life is going in is something that was taken after you got out of the military. Mm-hmm. Like, if that person that was going into the military thinking that you were going to get direction out of that, not knowing the true direction that you were going to be on, the true path that you wanted to be on, Dude. was something that you would not experience until after. And maybe, yeah, not maybe, definitely you took a lot of those values from the things that you that you had. But talk about that a little bit, like, and how that adjust, adjustment that you had to make. I was just going to harp on this. Like, because of that experience, <clears throat> you know, and the, like I said, man, the leadership that I worked under, they're real old school, man. I had one guy was from Camden, New Jersey. Where Camden, New Jersey is top, top 10 mark. Shout out to Mark. Uh, fucking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> other one was from Bridgeport, Connecticut, which is another rough part of the North. And Boston, Massachusetts, my chief. Five four motherfucker that thought he was a Miami Vice Lord. He talked like he was Scarface. Bite you, cuss you out, and all that shit. Kind of a man syndrome. Kind of a piece of shit human, you know. But like as far as like being cold at his job, having our fucking back, you know, that that dude has done a lot for me personally. Um great leader, the greatest leader boss I've ever seen. It's like the dude that, whether you like him or not, you're glad he's on your team. Exactly. And on the other exactly. And if he's not team. on your team, oh, you right. fucking hate him. Because he has pool. He he will make shit happen, bro. Like, 
this motherfucker has made shit happen. He, he fought for me to see my daughter be born. And like, I like will to get you a trip back. Yeah, and yeah. I will always be in. I like that, though. I, I'm sorry to interrupt just a little bit. I just, that touches me because it's like, I feel like a lot of people always, that's a good perspective because a lot of people always see things like, you know, the people who are like up front, just nice and kind, right? But like the people who are going to be on your side or like fight for you, Assholes. it's not always a pretty face. Assholes. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not always a pretty face, but the motherfuckers that are going to show up at the end of the day might not be the person you wanted. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, this is the person I imagine showing up. Isn't always that, that person, person, but like, oh, bro, that is actual. <laughs> but like, it's like you when you really think about it. I, I'd Almost rather never s- that person. No, I'd ra- <laughs> I would rather someone who's you know genuine and maybe like a dickhead at times, mm-hmm. but like someone you know is like they're gonna show up when the time's necessary. You know, like someone that does what they say and say what they do. Yeah, and, and nothing less. It's exactly. You know what I mean? Is is that it, there's it no is extra fluff around it? Right. It's like I'm not trying to be somebody that I'm not, and I'm not willing to be some that somebody that I'm. That was. <laughs> this no, is don't don't <laughs> don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't. Well, just don't feel so much better about yourself. How about that? <laughs> that was one of you know my biggest post adju- my biggest adjustments post military. Yeah, Looked into the PlayStation. Check on that. Is a on the other side. You yeah. know, dealing with leadership that's not. Like that, you know what I'm saying? There's nobody out, no boss out here that's going to have your back in that type of sense. You know? oh, no. And I had to learn that, you know, and it, it, it was a tough pill to swallow. Like, damn, that's something I'll probably never find again. Yeah. Um, well, it, maybe not can't find it. See, that's the thing that I like, kind of look at is, is that maybe you won't find it again in a person, but maybe you can find it again in yourself oh, being that for another person. And that's the thing is, is that like maybe that's all that that needed to be. Maybe you'll never find it again for a purpose. Because that if you never find it again, because you weren't, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like maybe that's why we're given some of these experiences with certain people that, whether we liked them or not in that moment, stick with us in the way that like, damn, you're a fucking person that thinks the same way that I think that it lives the same twenty four hours that I live. But I, I don't know if before I met you, I would have ever been willing to do what you just did for me yeah. type shit. Yeah. And that's that's where it becomes like, maybe I needed to meet you. Maybe I needed to have this experience with you to be able to do the things that I kind of like. No, I don't think you had to get injured to find your path, but it kind of ended up that way. In the way that a couch had to fall, or a cabin, what is it called? A fucking chest, big ass a fucking cabinet. Ch- yeah. a fucking chest has had to fall on you for you to kind of get a direction made, like a path made for you to kind of walk. If that makes sense, yeah. Like you don't want the tra- tragedies in your life to have a purpose, but it's weird how they do. You know what I mean? It took a lot of time for me to truly be grateful for the whole situation. Like I said, mentally, I, as a man, I feel like a lot of us pride ourselves able to work and and all that, and all of that was true. You know right. what I'm saying? My ability to provide for my Somebody wanted to have a fair shot at me. I'm more than fair game at that point. You know what I'm saying? So Quite unfair. Quite unfair. <laughs> you know, so. It's over with. So, you know, Feeling like that, man, and then just knowing that on top of that, what I use to deal with everything or cope with me, you're be- I'm being told is not 
the right thing to do. I sat for about three weeks with that diagnosis before I got back. And that three weeks of not doing. <laughs> yeah. No, but on top of that, like there, were, I mean, it took me a while to get back consistent again. There were ebbs and flows and all of that to get back onto that steady incline. It was a mental battle. Like I used to could not wait to get off of work so I can go to the gym. Then it was like, damn, get off of work now. I want to go. Tired. And usually I push to my body hurts and I'm tired, but now my body really fucking hurts <laughs> and I'm tired, right. you know, and I'm, plus I'm mentally out of 10 tired. is different than 9 out of 10. Exactly. So, so like, can you kind of dive a little bit deeper into that whole time? Mm-hmm. Like, like, where, like, you were going through, like. Those three weeks, so you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see, I mean, really. Oh, like, when you first got the diagnosis yeah. and just like that, yeah, that whole Man, I mean, time. I was damn near better and, you know, there <laughs> there would be days where I would be crying, bro. Yeah. How bad. Shout out to my family being there for me. Mm-hmm. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm not even going to lie. Like, my brother recently hurt his back in, and right oh, after. Yeah, Jacob. Right. I'm talking about literally day after he got to go hey, back happened? in. He hurt his back in the gym. I don't remember exactly what he was doing, like what lifts or how he hurt it exactly. But essentially, he hurt his back in the gym. He was going to physical therapy for a while. I did not probably know like, that. Probably four to six weeks. How long he was, was out that? of the gym? No, not that long ago. This this year. Okay, yeah. I, I didn't um, know that. Yeah. Four to six weeks. He's going to physical therapy. Probably a little bit longer than that. Honestly, it was probably like six to eight weeks. Literally, the moment he got cleared, back in the gym, hurt himself. And there was this moment of like, and hearing this from you is just like kind of infuriating me even more. But there was this <laughs> moment of anger where I was like, "You stupid fucking idiot! Why? Like, I, I am somebody that doesn't go to the gym as often as I should. So I obviously don't have that same drive of like you're saying, like, I can't wait to get off of work so I can go to the gym. He is that person. He he is that person, and I can I I can get that idea of like wanting to scratch that itch but i just i I will not get it to that extent it's like if you have a medical (laughs) reason to not be in the gym please hear something funny get out out of the fucking gym gym. (laughs) i'm in the gym pretty consistently now but this was like a while back this was like years ago now like because yeah i took a long break i've been in the gym maybe like a little over a year now back in the gym consistently but this was probably like four or five years ago i broke like my elbow i cracked it Longboarding, because I'm with the mess. I was going I down to bridge. The senior was, year, right? Yeah, it was a hairline fracture, but I fucked it up. Had to put my shit in a sling for like three weeks. It was like literally, they were like, "Yeah, I put it in for three weeks," but like I wouldn't do any, like I wouldn't lift weight. I wouldn't go do anything. Like, but as soon as that shit was three weeks up, oh, I was like I back in that bitch, <laughs> just fucking. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they said three weeks. Yeah. I waited 21 yeah. days. I was like, it feels pretty good. I feel like I'm good. Hey, hey shit, I'm all right now. I don't, I don't know. It's just not. I can feel like the weather changing in my shit, but like I that, guess it's that's not another across. thing too. I, you can feel it like cold? whatever. Yeah, bro, that shit fucks with you. It, it, like the shivering is like I, when it's forty degrees to anybody else, it's probably do, twenty degrees. I do get that because I I have back problems. Like I have herniated discs in I don't know I don't remember, um, but the top ones. That's a seat. That's a seat. <laughs> uh, but I. Don't really feel that much pain throughout the year until it gets cold. Whenever it gets cold and I'm vibrating because it's shivering type shit, 
That shit hurts like a motherfucker. <laughs> that shit hurts yes, like a bro. motherfucker. Yeah. But that is like probably the only time of the year that I actually feel back pain. I have a lot of back like soreness. That I deal with. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So fucking so terrible. Like, bro. I don't know if you know like the curve. That's a crazy explanation of that. What I was That's literally what it feels like though. Well, so what I was told is is that like at the top it's kind of like so you know how scoliosis is when your spine is like so, like kind of like that. My shit is like you know how there's curves in your spine going like vertically though, right? My shit is too straight. Straight like I don't have the curve at the top like that that like yeah yeah yeah. So it's like it's too straight and the discs that are like in that where that curve should be have been herniated type shit. I was told it's because of all the car accidents I've been in, but it's also because posture is horrible. <laughs> it, I, I've been told. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm afraid of. Right. I think the thing that I'm afraid of, I think the thing I'm afraid of is being immobile because I, I can not do everything <coughs> without pain, but I can do everything. That's the thing is, is like if, if I have a little bit of pain doing some shit, I'd rather almost rather that than not be able to do that shit. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm, I've landed on it. That is a fair point. <laughs> That's such a white dude thing. Such a white boy problem. <laughs> I'll never, never be able to surf again, dude. <laughs> How am I going to snowboard again, brother? <laughs> like, after, the, like, during that three weeks, you were, and you were trying to come back. Like, how? Tap into that moment where you were go like, go back to it. <laughs> I, so, I ain't going to lie to you, man. I did have a couple... Doggins moments where I, I looked in the mirror and was like, bro, you, like everybody deals with, everybody's got fucked up life, everybody's got odds stacked against them. Like, am I really gonna sit here and be miserable for the rest of my fucking life behind this or happen? And um, it took a while of drilling that shit into my skull because there there are some days where I really truly felt sorry for myself. Fuck, like, why, why the fuck did this happen to me? It took me a while of that to transition. And I think, though, that that, <coughs> that both is good and bad. It's weird because, like, that, like, I think all, a lot, like, all of us go through that moment where we're like, you know, feel sorry for yourself, or like, I'm not good enough, or like, you know, I don't know how I'm ever gonna come back, or I don't think I'm gonna be able to make it. And I think, <coughs> you know, there's two ways. You could either continue to go down that hole which it's easy to do that but i think also it's important for some of us to reach that greatness factor whatever that means to you you yeah. know whatever greatness means to you or whatever success means to you but like you kind of need that in a way unfortunately you know because like you have to understand all right this is my limit or like this is what it feels like to to not be in a good place so now i know like i i'm able to appreciate what it really means to get to that good or like you were really taking those steps to elevate. 
Because you might not have elevated to that next level if you had not gone through that. You know what I mean? Now you find it, you're finding this place where in your your mental and maybe, you know, for you physically too, you're, you're ready to kind of take it to the next level. Because before, before you're just like, okay, I'm living. Now you're like, I don't want to feel sorry for myself. I'm really going to take those steps <laughs> to be better, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it takes, takes looking in the mirror, you know? It really uh, does. Because, like, times. I had another saying that I would say all the time, like, nobody's coming. That is so. I'm right there with you, man. Nobody's I, coming to say. <laughs> like, you have people in your life, you know, that are going to be there for you, but at the end of the day, it's, it is up to you to kind of make those decisions. And for you, you know, you have a daughter, too, so it's not just you at that point. So it's oh. a, it's tougher because you got to be this person. <laughs> somebody else i mean even though you know they're younger they don't understand quite yet but those moments are pivotal it's tough because like you don't think about it but those moments are pivotal for like for your kids and stuff too because they they look at those moments and those moments are kind of like the nostalgia factor you look back on those moments when you're a kid and you're like i remember that and even like the things that might not have been as pleasant they pretty much shaped you into who you are today so I, I could definitely get that. I have those moments a lot, and that's kind of what pushes me to keep going to be better. Yeah. It sucks, though, because I hate it. You know, in the moment, I'm like, fucking this. Yeah, fuck this. This is fucking sucks. Like, I don't want to feel like this. Like, how do I get out of this? And then kind of got to fight your way mentally. Like, it's its own fight, the mental fight, to, to kind of get through that at the end of the day. You know, I, there's no way that I could look her in the face and give her any advice about coming shit. Not giving you going. I was to not just her, but I try to share that with anybody, man. Like I said, everybody has shit. You got to make a conscious better yourself. Step in the right direction. Try not to <coughs> sharks die when they you get the same. Gotta keep pushing. But, I mean, keep shit. Hey, if y'all don't know, wrapping it back around, we said we'd get back to it, but, uh, you know, that's kind of, I'm assuming, where you came up with Overcomes mm-hmm. Fitness, you yeah, know? I mean, whole, yeah, <laughs> very true to me. Um, But, no, go ahead and ask what you're... No, I was just going to say, so, like, yeah, uh, Overcomes Fitness, basically, like, that's your own thing, right? Mm-hmm. You you take your own clients. Mm-hmm. Take my own clients. So you're clients. you're doing multiple, multiple right now. You're yeah. doing multiple clients. Multiple clients. Yeah. So I I do one on ones, virtual training, uh, intense conditioning, high intensity interval exercise, corrective exercise, and uh, meal plans too. You want to learn how to eat eat right? Care of that. Um, <clears throat> I work as a full time trainer. At a uh, local corrective exercise clinic where we was in training, uh, something that I'm new to, not very familiar with, but um, <coughs> but uh, I run a strength and conditioning class at a local MMA gym every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Uh, if y'all want to come check me out, uh, I can teach you lift some weight properly. You won't end up like Jacob. Yeah, you won't end up like Jacob. Um. Yeah. You still making music? Yeah, I actually, man, um, I'm still making the beats. Uh, Dude, my man was. Do- I remember him posting. He was. He, was on, he said, "I'm on my Kanye <laughs> shit." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What was it? Like ten beats a day? Yeah. Or was it five, five beats a day? Yeah. And uh, 
Yeah, trying to get back into that, I feel like every time I take a step away from that and then come back to it, I come back with something. Life adds I'm back in that space now, and uh, shit, appreciate you saying something about it because that means I need to get back on it. Every time I, like, I guess lose focus of it or put it to the side, somebody says something to remind me or yeah, I remind myself. I like yeah. some of those. Uh, I was going to say that. I appreciate that's, you. That's something that I experienced a lot. I, that's, that's we all do, fair, dude. At this point, it's like I haven't, I haven't really met a lot of people. Actually, you know, that is kind of weird that I'm thinking about that. Isn't it kind of noticeable when you meet somebody that doesn't have ADHD? You're like, oh, you're normal. <laughs> you're like normal as shit. You don't know what I'm thinking about right now. <laughs> but no, no, no. So that that is exactly how I am. As soon as I like, kind of take my eyes off of something, it's almost as if that thing stopped existing, <laughs> type of shit. But definitely, just keep continue uh, watering those seeds, my boy. I do want to wrap around to the Overcomes Fitness, but before that, I do. I, now that he said that, I'm kind of anything brought up with music. Fuck, now it's on my mind. Yeah, dude, I, I just love music, uh, mm-hmm. so I, I got to wrap back up. Like, for you, is it just a thing that you like to do to, to like kind of just get in your own zone that you love, or do you ever like do you have like goals for it? Do you see yourself doing anything with it? Like maybe just producing and like sending people music and people buying shit off of you. Yeah. Or have you ever thought about? I hate being a proprietor here. Have you ever learned how to DJ? And you make anything, you could always throw some of your own shit in there. Proprietor, is that what you said? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if that's the correct word. word. Who gives a fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I hate to be a proprietor, even though that doesn't (laughs) fucking make any fucking sense here. (laughs) I hate to be a promoter of my own shit. (laughs) That's what you were trying to say. Because you should definitely consider um, putting more. F, not effort, effort's the wrong word, attention into the music industry because I have seen you uh, not just have skill but also, like, have passion in that field. So I think that, like, while while overcoming and making the uh, fitness side of your life kind of the focal point, there is that, like, thought process of like well that is kind of like what comes easy to you you know what i mean it's like this has been something that you've been been on your fitness high school really so i mean there have obviously been hiccups that we've talked about here (laughs) but but, like that is something that has always been like like second nature to you you know what i mean so like the music shit is like what you're reaching out for and you actually have skill in it so appreciate it yeah i'm uh i am gonna stay consistent with it and i think it is (coughs) ultimately i've said i would love to have a big ass house Yeah. Wait, talk about it. Say oh. that all again, cause none gotcha. of them picked up. <laughs> uh, I would love to have a big ass house with, with this big ass, ass booty bitches. With the studio. I thought he said that. I don't know, dude. <laughs> with the uh, a studio, uh, mom. If you're watching that, you didn't hear that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, studio. People just come up, pull up, make music, and have a great time. Um, I have sold beats here and there. It hadn't really been consistent. I need to get better at like putting and there's several platforms that i'm on i just haven't been consistent kept, as far as marketing you know yeah. artistic process <coughs> is a fuck it's crazy it's it, this crazy. anyways you it know is also so. difficult being like because yeah. i mean everyone has to be at the beginning stages but being your own manager in any field is difficult is, i mean you have to worry about what you're creating as well as how it's being produ- like put out there as far as the dj shit that you were talking about so one of my best friends uh, that i met at the job that i got hurt at 
he uh, used to still active cop stars who cop and screw all the shit Aaron oh, used really? to pretty much. Yeah. Uh, ran with them for a long time. Like that motherfucker has literally met everybody in the end. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and uh, he DJs and he's been trying to put me on and I want to learn how to chop from him. One thing I wanted to do is take the beat tapes that I make and do like an A side and B side, chop and screw the B side and drop them like that. Chop and screw. DJ, I throw shows, so I mean, yeah. I, I, so I wouldn't be Aw, against. Kid like I like to put you on. Yeah. I, I, would, I would definitely throw something and put you on. Yeah. Just, just cause like for the city, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, that's Houston culture, yeah, right there. Facts. Chocolate. I yeah. love my city. I love everything. Chocolate. That's so, I mean, it would be fun. I think it'd be fun. Fun and cool. Shit, man, don't. Oh, y'all. Create a bug going. He said, "Don't get me started." Hey, man, that's what I. That's like you could ask this motherfucker. Like anything to do with that stuff, I'm fucking. That's me all day, every day. That's all I think about. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. Don't talk off camera. Yep, I'm gonna have a chopper screw. Take some sade. Out. Hey, and I love. Fire I shit. know the old black folk. I love that think, shit out here. I do think that. that <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Love I it. I do think we've lost kind of like. Touch with the like niche cultures, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think ev- like a lot of not a lot of not everybody, but a lot of people are trying to go after what's popular and get about the things that like everyone wants what pops want, up, but Never don't get type shit. Oh yeah. Oh community. Records. Yeah. And that yeah. you are right. Like there was always such like niche communities, but you know, like the people love, like like he was saying, uh, y'all couldn't hear him off off camera, but like like the uh super eight like type, like the film camera, like people trying out the different artistic things, and like even like the community that I'm kind of like involved in right now is just like people trying to get more involved in that local, like the local scene is, it's for metal music, it's fucking thriving. I can't say, it. but like for the electronic. Like for electronic music, it's kind of dying because everyone wants. It's like it's like you said, everyone wants to do these big, mainstream festivals and all this big shit and thriving I mean, shit, and they kind of lose that factor of what that like. Even on the creative level, it's like whether even if you're not talking about the show and you're just talking about like the the art itself. Yeah, it does seem like on a more uh, I guess what what's the word I'm looking for? on a more like large scale vibe. Like that's the wrong word. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is is that it, is you see it more and more that people are less willing to take risks in their art. They're yes. they're more willing to do what's popular or what's like I guess catering towards the viewer. Because everyone's trying to monetize that artist. Everyone's trying to monetize. <laughs> it does it yeah. oversaturates that thing with a lot of shit that realistically is just there to discourage the actual talent because like if you actually have a talent in something and you see a million different people trying to do that one you have the initial understanding of how hard it would be i think what people don't realize is discouraging enough in a lot of people scenario thing is in any field you'll see people who pop off fast and maybe they'll be good for a while. Right. But the thing is, is like, any, if you want anything to last, it doesn't matter what the fuck you're doing. Even with the child and screw shit, a lot of people just do it for the culture because they fucking love the culture. Which is good because to keep any culture alive, you need those fucking people who don't give a fuck. They do it for the love of the game. You need those people in anything that you're doing. If you want longevity in anything, you just, 
you've got to be in it for the long game. If you're in it for the short game, nothing, nothing is going to happen. For, you know, for anything. It's just like, you know, it's just like reco- when you think of your process, right? If you were to think when you went into the, the Navy, into like starting your own thing, that whole process is like if like if you were just focused on the Navy at that short, short-term process, like you wouldn't even. Couldn't have wrote that out. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Now, you know, like, looking to where you came now, it's like everyone's so narrow-sided, like, I want this now. Microwave. Yeah, mm-hmm. but every it, everything, you know, I, I look at it. a good way of putting it. Microwave for society, for real, though. I look at it in a 10-year process when I think about that. Usually, like, it's weird. I've heard a lot of people say it usually takes 10 years to really even good at, get good at something that you want to do, like, really good at something. So everything I look at now is like, what's my 10-year plan? Like, you know, you kind of see it like you've got to put in the work, and then 10 years is usually when you're probably getting good at something. So where are you at at that 10-year mark? And the real question is, what do you want to be doing in 10 years? That solves Ex- what you should be doing now. Yeah, exactly. There you yeah. go. That's an even better way to look at it. I yeah. didn't even think about it like that. It's just the same thing when people go to school. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to, you know, be somewhere in five years, you might as well have gone to school and graduated and get a degree. And I get that fucking thought process about the military every fucking week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it, I wasted at least five years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I could have benefits right now. <laughs> You asshole! <laughs> I could have a Mustang. Where did that go? <laughs> Camaro. I'm sorry. Sacrifice my life for it. <laughs> nah. So, uh, tell us a little bit though, like, because uh, I just said we wrap back around about the overcomes. Um, so, like, you do, you are doing both. That's pretty much full time now. So, are you doing both like all week, like Monday through Friday? Oh uh, yeah. Anybody? I got times for. Them. So you do your classes Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then everything else is kind of like as as fi- it fits book. into your schedule or as oh. you fit it into your schedule. Should they need to book type shit? Yeah. Where do you usually do that stuff? Like where? Do, like since you uh, do you use the same gym or is it like you have your own little space? So I specialize in that gym. Uh, I got to do, so. Oh, that's fire. Yeah. Uh, Crunch Fitness. I get you. MySpace. Can I be one of your top ten friends? Oh, dude, he said MySpace. (laughs) 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 So, uh, one time, what was the Instagram and the Twitter? Oh, Facebook. Any of the? Just let us know it all. Give it. uh, Instagram is just Overcomers. uh, Overcomers with a Z. Dot fit. Facebook. No one heard that. any of that. None of that got picked up. I'm sorry. <coughs> no, you good. Go. Uh, <laughs> over what the Overcomers Fitness part? No, right after the you Facebook. said Overcomers Fitness. Uh, yeah. Facebook is Chris Mitchell. If you want to follow me there, um, you know you can book me through there. Also, uh, just hit my DMs and we can get some. Do that. Just do say, that, dude. Yeah, dude's fucking crushing it right now. Keep your eyes out. Dude's gonna be DJing somewhere soon. Uh, Daniel's gonna be throwing the show. It's gonna happen. Um, yeah, I'll put you on. Honestly, <laughs> I just love, I love doing. I love doing it. I have a team now, dude. Honestly, I pitched the idea, and we really figured out we could we could make some. Yeah, I'll get fucked. I'm down. But um, thank you for coming on, my boy. Thank you for t- telling us about your story. Thank you for kind of going into some of the more sensitive topics of the that you had to endure to get where you are today. Appreciate it. On a closing note, one thing I'll say is give give the audience something that you kind of were telling yourself on a daily basis to get you through those darkest times. Something that kind of found, like that you found as inspiration to 
make it to the next day. Hmm. I woke up on. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Just in case you didn't hear that, he woke up on the right side of the dirt. <laughs> that is how. That is a good yeah. way of putting that. Broken, I like yeah. that. Man. Was it uh, embrace the suck or enjoy the suck? Enjoy the suck. Embrace enjoy the suck. suck. It's That's like, man, I'm here. Hey, <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, man. And I, and it's like the, it's the idea of seeing your problems as a blessing. There's someone out there that has it worse. You know what I mean? Someone that like, like yourself that I've, am going to try to keep out of the boxing gym. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I can do about that, but I'll fucking the fuck scold you fuck. if I can. The fuck <laughs> part about. Uh, <laughs> Like people having worse problems than you or whatever. It's like every time I would tell somebody about my shit, they're like, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been through shit, and I'm like, oh, oh damn, people right. have it worse. <laughs> I haven't met them yet. <laughs> like, you know, someone out there has it worse, and they get to you like, ah. Uh. <laughs> I think you take the cake. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, somebody out there. Uh, <laughs> nah, instead of like somebody out there could be you, yeah. so yeah, be careful, exactly. Be, you feel me? Be, be, be careful. I've literally got that. I'm like, that's fucking crazy. You know? I appreciate. Like, I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. I, I, know, I know she left me, but like, nah. All jokes. My vertebrae's intact. <laughs> <laughs> all jokes aside, though, man, you fucking, you're not quadriplegic. You know what I'm saying? You could have been. Weren't, I mean, fuck that doctor, by the way. Yeah. I think let me just say that, because, like, what the fuck? Are you going to tell me I'm about to be a fucking quadriplegic? I can't even fucking walk off a curb. Because you could have <laughs> did that surgery, <laughs> spent all that money. One, they could have fucked it up. Yeah. Two, Which you most likely could have ended up paralyzed. I mean, it's a, you have family in that field. It's it's not most likely. It's, it happens often, though, right? That doesn't sound well, like it's gonna go well. Most likely gonna go well with hiccups. That's what it said. So essentially, they told you, they told me it was the same surgery that Peyton Manning got before. Let's go play for Denver. Like he went through fifty-five touchdowns after this. Sounds great. I'm not Peyton Manning. <laughs> yeah. I have Peyton Manning's contract, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I don't think you were his doctor. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, like, am I looking to throw fifty-five oh, touchdowns? This is the surgery Peyton Manning got. Are are you the guy that did that, or? <laughs> He's like, oh no, I got C's on all my tests. You're like, oh no, 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 that was my professor actually. Like, what the fuck? How are you gonna bring that up in the fucking operator? Like. No, you should actually feel better about this because a professor, a professional football player, one of the greatest of all time, by the way, um, he had actually had this surgery and it was done perfectly yeah, well. Literally said it was a slam dunk, sir. I'm like, <laughs> the fuck, okay. Are you trying, are you trying to insult me? I'm five eleven. I can't dunk either. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah, he paid for one of the best in the business. Not me. But we can do a botch job for it. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny though? That's like crazy. they try to bring up like somebody, some <laughs> other doctor's right? stats for <laughs> them. Like, <laughs> like how the, that's that's not, you can't do that. <laughs> so they got this surgery. Was it you that did it? No. Were you the towel boy in there or something? Like what happened here? How are you involved in this? <laughs> 
fucking. That's crazy that doctors can just use that. Yeah. Like this person, like this the same surgery. The shit worked across the planet. <laughs> it's not you that's doing. Who's doing the surgery? That's. <laughs> also, eighty-seven like, percent of statistics are made up on the spot. Fucking <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Real shit though. Shout out, boy Chris Mitchell here. Fucking overcame a lot. Appreciate fucking y'all. killing it out here. Man's a fucking father. father. Man, fucking went to the navy. Well, he's not a fucking father. He's just. A <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said you're not fucking, dude. <laughs> he's not, he's not fucking. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, father. hey, man, I do, I do all right father. for myself. <laughs> young father out here. <laughs> yeah, he's Look, a- his daughter's going to watch this one day. And just, how, about you, how about you paint a good picture for the man, not talk <laughs> hey, about no, Shout out all my funny. girl dads, though, for real. Girl dads are the best. Shout out girl dads. But man's a father. Man fucking went in the Navy, overcame injury. Now oh, he's doing overcomes fitness. So book with him. Dude, I, he even does the nutrition. Honestly, that's a pretty big thing. I feel like a lot of a lot of uh, what are they called? Trainers, personal trainers, don't do the the nutrition part of it, and I think that's a big part. That's actually one of the biggest parts. Unbig your fucking back, please. Come with me. I like that <laughs> slogan, honestly. What is it? I know that was Un- a joke, but I love back. that. <laughs> Unbig your fucking back with me. Chris Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> Overcome that big ass back. <laughs> Chris is the name. <laughs> fucking on the back. On the back backing your shit is the game. <laughs> game. <laughs> Whatever you know. Nah, man. Fucking tackling. He's killing it. And we really do appreciate him coming on. It was a pleasure. And honestly, the stories are great. I, like everything. I'm glad you, like Josh said, I'm glad you were able to talk about all this stuff. A lot of people wouldn't be willing. And it was a really good time. I'm glad you ended up. Reason to do it. Definitely glad I pulled up, man. For sure. for sure, dude. Thank you guys for joining us for another episode, another beautiful episode of Fine and Dandy. Um, this has been a great day, a great time, and uh, everybody shout out Doofles. Also, I just want one more thing. Shout out all the single fathers, You're all the single dads. <laughs> I just wanted to give a shout out to all the single fathers, all the single mothers out there that are working hard, going to school, ch- taking care of the kids, all the people pushing every day, all the people going through shit, trying to make it. Shout out to you guys, because you know, I know it's not easy, but we're trying to overcome every day. And, you know, we're trying. We're doing it. And you can do it. Overcome that ass. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking pulls up. <laughs> all across the screen. I got the look. Yeah, yeah, yeah send it that, to us. Yeah, we'll we'll put way. it on the screen. All right, we'll catch you guys next week. Much love. Take care. Until next time. <laughs> 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 Later, y'all. Later, guys.